Konbanwa, Zachary Michichi. I am so popular, and I'm here with tonight's guest. Who are you? I'm David. <laughs> Hi, David. What are you doing? So I'm a recovering cocaine addict, and I'm stuck in Europe. <laughs> Why are you stuck in Europe? <laughs> well, I ushered in a global pandemic in January, and now I have to live with the consequences. Yeah, so now you're stuck in <laughs> in Europe, uh, and why do you follow me? I think I, f- I started following you because oh, we were both talking about Utada. That's how we first connected. Yep, yep. And then we both found out we also stand Madonna. And then we were both some white fags living in Asia, and we're like, oh my god, we're so alike. We have everything together. <laughs> yeah. Well, the... <laughs> I, I think the thing is, is that um, it's pretty rare for, like, young gay men to stand Madonna, right? It It's especially unironically, because I feel like Madonna, especially on, like, Stan Twitter or whatever, is having a little mm-hmm. bit of that, um, like, Bjork wave where people kind of stand her ironically and then actually yep. start standing her. So I feel like... I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but maybe we kind of helped usher in that shit, like by posting. I agree. By posting memes and like making her relatable while still being unlikable. Well, before Mm -hmm. she was kind of, you know, just kooky and weird. And we kind of, you know, and now I see a lot of people like standing her, standing her ironically, standing her unironically. A lot of young people like high school. Like, uh, the, the Joe user, what's his name, at Disco Control? Oh, yeah, he's, like, young. I think he's still in high school. and like He's, he's like, 17. Yeah, he stands, <laughs> and, like, good for him. Like, thank you for standing, but also, like, you don't know the struggle that we have been through as, like, old-ass Madonna stands. And we're not even the old, we're, we're like, we're, we're the... No, we're the young ones. We're the, young, <laughs> we're, we're the ones that, like, we get what they get. We get the, like, Why? Yeah, like, we are both pushing 30, and yet, all the same, we are still the young Madonna stands because the fan base is just truly that old. Come on, vinyl streaming party. Vinyl streaming party, let's buy the fucking Madame X vinyl and make that pay Madonna's Oh my bills, god, did you Christ see, sake. um, oh my god, what's his name? He's in our group chat, Jose. That Of course, Jose. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if it was in our in our group chat or some other group chat. He was posting. He was posting stuff that he was writing on Madonna Nation that he wanted to do something like the Nikki stands do, where like a buying party or some shit. And uh-huh. he did a totally, um, unironically, like from his heart. And all these <laughs> geriatric Madonna stands were like. It's a fucking scam. What the fuck is this? Or like, look at Billboard. It's fucking shit. What are we, Taylor fans? And it's like, and this poor guy was like, I just wanted to help my girl. Come on. He just wanted to get Madonna some more money in her wallet. And I think he wanted to get like, I mean, 99 on Billboard. That's that that was the goal. I mean, that's a good goal. That's that's (laughs) that's achievable for us and for her. But yeah. So I guess that both of us were, um, you know, as vaguely young Madonna stands who we were just kind of uh, shoved into the same Twitter social cultures. Mm-hmm. And here we are. And I'm very happy for that because uh, 
we have our group chats, we have our Twitter relations, and it's, it's a good time. So I'm very glad you've been on the journey with me. It's, it's, been, it's been a ride. Two years now, I think. Yeah, two or three years. I think I was following you uh, before I came to Japan, and now I am here. So I guess it's been like three years or so. Was it really before Japan? Because I remember like... Yeah. Shit. Just a little bit, though, because I remember that your tweets started showing up a lot more often for me because I moved here and we went we went into the same time zone. So oh, I guess that true. was like the big kick. And that was my that was my old account before he got suspended for calling Grace Randolph a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Can I say that? Worth it. Yeah, yeah, you can call anyone a cunt on I'm So Popular. Okay, great. Please, by all means. Oh, great. Did you hear WAP, WAP, Wet Ass Pussy by Cardi B featuring Meg The Stallion? I have not listened to the track or watched the video, but I've seen, I've seen all the memes, and I feel like I've watched it, basically, because I've seen everything. Like, I've seen the highlights. I've seen all the right. cameos and... I feel like I got enough to understand the memes anyway. Yeah, I think so. that's enough, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like, the video is very, like, low ideological content. So just, like, seeing the general reactions is enough. Um, but I'm kind of, like, living for Kylie Jenner causing so much controversy from this video. Like, she just, like, walked into the video and then everyone got so mad just for her walking. It Like, it, it delights me. I, I, I got more... We talked about this in the group chat too how mad people got at mm-hmm. rosalia yeah why are they mad at rosalia like she walked in she did her dance with a little hat on and now people are calling her racist okay because she's from spain and she's appropriating from southern spain okay excuse me people were okay first of all she's not innocent like she has done her fair share of like dumbass shit oh sure but for for like just this one time it feels kind of a reach Okay, I I completely agree because, you know, Rosalia is a white woman. She has 100% done some questionable things, but this video is not the moment. Like, no. Like, she was invited by some black ladies to participate in their video, and she danced in it. She did nothing offensive. She just existed. And now the Twitter teenagers are out and about getting ready to fight (laughs) for racial justice on behalf of Rosalia. Are you kidding me? And I saw people being like, uh, I think the, there was pretty much one viral hate tweet against her and then everybody was just fighting in those comments and somebody yeah. said like oh it's because she wins Latin Grammys and it's like well what the fuck is Laura Posini gotta do like fucking kill herself like <laughs> the I, I totally like I totally get the point but like it's it's on the Grammys themselves it's, it's like it's not her fault like she she does not run the Grammys oh, we're gonna get cancelled for this Oh, do you know, you know what? I have said this on every episode. I want to get cancer from this show. Like, if enough people listen to this and get angry from it, then I've won. So, <laughs> cancel me, bitches. Yeah, um, all, bas- I'm obsessed with her. Like, since her most recent album and her feature with Ark on KLK, I, I love all of it. I, I have not listened to her at all, except for the singles. But yeah, well, that's enough. <laughs> that's that's enough to get the image. No, but nothing, nothing against her. I just, but oh my god, what's her name? There's another, but she's actually 
Latina, like for real. <laughs> not, not fucking like not actually like not Spanish Latina. <laughs> not, but, like, really not a Latina. Not, not a fucking conquistador. But and I think she's also like native. Like, oh my god, her album was so good. And yeah, I have no idea who this no, is. No, I don't know. Her cover was like her in this pretty colorful. Anyway, go stream it. It's available on iTunes. Yeah, go go stream that, girls. Go stream whatever that is. Uh-huh. It's colorful. It's, it's that. It's fantastic. Um, well, I I guess we touched on this already, but we are both Madonna stands, and the topic of today's entire conversation is simply just Madonna because her birthday is next week, and I oh, want to yeah. give her all the recognition that Leo Queen deserves. Mm-hmm. We're both. Big Madonna stands, and I'm kind of curious how you got into her. Okay, so this is this is my memory. My earliest Madonna memory is a car trip that I took with my parents because I'm from Italy, and yep, every- Italian. Call me by her name. I'm actually I'm literally from where they shot that, but anyway. Um, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> literally, yeah. Uh, every year we would drive down to Spain every summer. It would be like a two, three day drive. And what am I early? But this was after, because this was after Ray of Light came out, because that album came right. out in '97. Yeah. Yeah. So I would have no memory of that. So it must have been after, and the album was just in the car. But my memory is us just driving. And Frozen came on, and looking back, I now realize um, my parents have openly admitted to using cocaine throughout the 80s and 90s. <laughs> Let's just put that of in brackets. Um, so I have this memory of my parents. It was my dad, my mom, and one of their friends, maybe his wife too. I, I don't have the clear picture. But Frozen came on, and at the mm-hmm part, they all Mm-hmm. put their hands together and like did a kind of like uh you know how she does in the video this little shanty shanty exactly and they all collectively did it and i just fell in love with it and so i, I got obsessed with it that every time we'd get in the car i'd be like put because you know back in the day of the cds it'd be like put track eight on because <laughs> I, I still wanted to to relive that moment and that that's my earliest memory of just being indoctrin- indoctrinated into into Madonna, but then it kind of fell right. out. Even though I remember her seeing her on MTV, like "Don't Tell Me" and um, "Me Against the Music," and then I got back into her when Confessions came out. Like, duh, absolutely. And I, I was in elementary school then. I was probably in third or fourth grade. And oh my god! I love that you're just like I'm in elementary school. I'm getting back into Madonna. Like you no, have your whole no, gay wait, narrative no, set oh, out. Like wait, I'm getting back wait. into her. <laughs> I, I'm not finished with the embarrassment. And at the time, I don't know about the states or whatever, but I was in Singapore at the time, and Pixo was really big. Do you know about Pixo? Is that like the like the program you use on your computer to like edit pictures no, for children? Is that what? I, I, no, okay, I think, no, I don't know this. I think it was called Pixo, like P I C Z O, and it was kind of like MySpace ish, like it was customizable personal websites. Got it. Totally free, of course, because we were like nine years old. And right, 
so everybody had their own page. Like, oh, do you have Pixel? Do you have Pixel? So like, I made up my own fucking Pixel. And I, I, I had this page, which was just Madonna. And I have this clear fucking memory of me writing on the, and it was all like gifts, like, but like, um, 2000, we're talking, yeah, 2005 gifts. So, you know, those like overly edited, yeah. blingy or whatever the fuck it's called, gifts. Tragic. Love it. Beautiful, but not like looking back, tragic. And when you, it was like, a, it was the first page when you walked into this website, it was just a quick bio about yourself. Like, oh, Singapore, nine years old, male, whatever. Creepy as fuck looking back. But then you clicked on Madonna and I remember I, I had written the sentence in the middle of the page being like, yeah, I know she's old, but I love Madonna. And it's like... Oh my God. Even back in like the early fucking 2000s, well, yeah, you because had to still defend Madonna from ageism. This, and this was the time where we get on the school bus and everybody was playing Eminem or Black Eyed Peas. Um, yeah, pretty much. Been there. Pretty much that was it. And I don't know why I have this memory of just, because I don't remember anybody, first of all, I don't remember me telling anybody I liked Madonna, except my mom when she bought me the CD. And I don't remember anybody telling me specifically like, oh, she's old, what the fuck? But I don't know why I had the impulse to write, yeah, I, on this page, like this giant font in the middle of this website, yeah, I know she's old, but I love Madonna. Yeah, just like your your intuit gay consciousness understood. I Madonna knew. Was I knew. I just knew. Well, and so since then, you've been unapologetic for her. Um. Yes and no. I kind of fell off throughout the years because I, but not because of her specifically. I just, I mean, she's always been that bitch. And every time a new album came out, I would check it out. Yeah, but but you were in Thailand. You were living your fantasy. Oh, you were on cocaine. Exactly. Like I did not listen to Rebel Heart until about a week before the the concert, because my ass. What when did it come out? Twenty fifteen. Um, I think it was like, like late twenty fourteen, perhaps. I think that's when the the EP came out because it leaked. So she dropped some songs. Yeah, I think you're right, because I remember when I was in, it was 2014, and I was listening to um, Bitch and Madonna a lot. Oh, yeah. So maybe that was that was that time period, but yeah, anyway, around that time period. But yeah, so and the, con- the concert was 2016 that she came to Bangkok. So for almost those two years, I did not listen to the album. I actually, I was so fucked. I did not listen to music, period. I did not download. Right. I did not download new music. I was not youtubing anything i was just kind of going to sleep and waking up (laughs) wherever i was going to work uh yeah sure that too (laughs) were you (laughs) were you actually well i was i was working movies at the time i was a production assistant Oh, I, I think it, period. Yeah, I think I told that story when I was working on that. Like, oh, my, my mom got me the job. I was living in Italy and she, no, I was studying in London and then I moved to Italy for the summer and I was going to live there. And then my mom is like, oh, we met this guy. He's working on movies. You, you studied, you did film studies. Go work on his movie. It's like some indie guy. And I'm like, yeah, cool. So I moved to Bangkok for that. Yeah, and it was Guy Ritchie. Oh, absolutely. And then... We're married now, five years. It's beautiful. 
Congratulations. Oh, I know. I just know he's got like a beer can cog. I honestly, true. Like, I do not think that Madonna would be with any man with a short dick. Oh, no. Pencil dick, yes. Short dick, no. Absolutely. Pencil dick, yes. Like, her most recent boyfriend, whatever his name is, like, he has a pencil dick. Oh, totally. It's long. Totally. But it's not thick. But Guy Ritchie has a big, fat beer can cock. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've been fucking saying. Yeah, That's it's true. That's why his new like, wife is, like, no... what, 25? Yeah, there's no reason that anyone would be into Guy Ritchie except for the fact that his dick rules. Brad Pitt would know. Oh. Period. <laughs> I, I I've actually never seen a guy rich. Not it snatched nothing. Oh no, wait. I've seen Aladdin, but that's he just that's not a guy Ritchie film. Yeah, I've also never seen guy Sub, Ritchie, I've yeah. never seen Subway either. I I I've never seen it either. Yeah. I have not seen a single Madonna feature. I've yet to do so. Not even desperately seeking Susan. No, it's on my list. I'm gonna do it really soon, but. Those movies like frighten me because I know I'm not gonna love them that much. I realize I'm so drunk. I'm when it a... took me so long to say desperately seeking Susan. <laughs> I don't. I honestly am not sure which of us is drunker right now because I had like six whiskey cocktails before then, and then a shot of tequila after, and I'm gonna take another shot of tequila right now. I had wine, and then before we started, I'm like, let me just get my gin tonic on. Yeah. Oh, that particular shot was gross. Okay, so you were talking about how you went to London. Oh my god, that particular shot was so gross. <laughs> you went to London for film school on your Madonna standing journey. <laughs> I will. I stand. MDNA was the last. What, should I say this? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna come out and say it. <clears throat> MDNA is the last Madonna album I ever bought. You didn't buy Madame X. I didn't buy Madame X. I never bought Rebel Heart. I fucking torrented that shit before the concert because I was like, well, I better know the song. It's, it's Madonna. She's going to sing like two classics and then everything else is going to be that and Candy Shop. Yeah, that's true. And also, that's my biggest regret. I, I, I've i told you this before. I don't remember anything about the Rebel Heart Tour. I was off my face. Oh, I, yeah, because you, you were just too fucked. I was so fucked. I, I had stopped smoking weed for about a year and my friend brought some and she's like, let's do it. And all these bitches, it was like my boyfriend uh, surprised me with tickets and his girlfriends came along and they're like they're nice but you know they're not drinkers or anything so i bought like this little bottle of whiskey for all of us to share and everybody's like fucking crackhead who the fuck brings about a small a pocket bottle of whiskey to a concert i'm like well me <laughs> so I, I everyone who's anyone brings a bottle of whiskey to the concert that's, but, but it's like pocket size it's like 35 um Oh, it's like those like little hotel canisters. Well, not a hotel. It's it basically it fits perfectly in your pocket. It's like the size of a flask. It's the size of a flask. Yeah, it's like a, it's like one you can get at convenience store. I guess. Yes, yes. And so I brought that, and then my friend brought weed, and all these bitches were dressed like '80s Madonna. Like they, they they couldn't name a single song, but they all had their like fingerless gloves and their little bow. And one of these bitches was pregnant, and I'm like, oh my god! And I'm drinking next next she was to this pregnant? pregnant. She was fucking pregnant, oh like Katy Perry pregnant. And I'm drinking whiskey out of the bottle next to this pregnant woman while I'm screaming borderline off, off my fucking leg. And my boyfriend's looking at me like, I've made a huge mistake. And this bitch next to me was like her first time smoking weed. She brought it because I think her boyfriend gave it to her or something. And she's like, I'm going to a Madonna concert. I'm going to smoke weed. And so I smoked it with her. And she was like, fucked, fucked. And the whole time she was like screaming, trying to sing along. And then Madonna went on her giant rant. 
you know, she does in the concert oh, for like 20 beautiful. minutes. And this bitch like almost fell asleep in her chair. It was a mess. And I, I don't I, like it was a I, I didn't remember anything about like all these memories are coming back up because I recently rewatched the the Rebel Heart Tour because somebody uploaded it on YouTube. So mm-hmm. I rewatched and I was like, oh yeah, oh oh yeah, oh yeah. But if you had asked me like two months ago, I I <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, and so then from the Rebel Heart Tour, you just were like generally like in the Madonna moment. And so you stuck no. with her from there. No. No. I mean, I mean, okay. I mean, let's not get it twisted. She's always been there. She's always been like to me the one. Right, but what happened? But then it got onto Twitter. Is it the Gaga phase? I mean, <laughs> w- I mean, at our age, which fag didn't have a Gaga phase? Come on. We all did. I I was a Gaga fucking faggot. Like I was a Gaga cocksucker from like age thirteen to seventeen. I, I mean. We- we're all that faggot that tried to do the the bad romance like pause up strut strut yep i mean yep yep we all wanted to be her we all wanted to be her and then i saw adam lambert and i wanted to be adam lambert too because i was like oh i mean it's not it's not gay he's just cool like it's not glitter i mean come on oh my god i had this same thought because i was not out of the closet when adam lambert was debuting i was like oh he's just cool like he's just glam like i'm not gay i'm just cool (laughs) exactly but but then this whole the the whole madonna mania came back for me when i got uh onto onto twitter so i made up my twitter my first account before it got suspended and it was called, if some people remember, it was like hashtag um, Mary Kate Olsen killed <laughs> Heath Ledger, if anybody remembers yep. that. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know, like sometimes I, I wasn't really into stand Twitter. It was more like I was just there. And then I have no idea how I got into like troll Twitter, but I was never really trolly. I was just there. And then people followed me and I made mutuals with people. And then yeah. that pulled me more into like stan Twitter, just you know, pop star shit. And I used to stand everybody at the time. I would like, if it was about Cher, if it was about Kylie, if it was about any of like the gay divas, I would be like, even Gaga, I'd be like, yes. And then the more I got into stan Twitter, <laughs> the more I was like, why are these bitches sh- hating on Madonna? Or, like, what what the fuck is this bitch? And so then it like it built me up into being more of a Madonna fan, and I would RT more Madonna stuff. And then that's when I think Home Madonna found me. It was either him, or Cham, or somebody added me to the iconic Madonna group chat. And right. from then on, you've seen my account. I went through like you know I would I would tweet about everything, and then now all I do is talk about Madonna. Yeah, well, I guess that. Um, my Madonna stand journey is quite different because, um, I started getting, like, kind of interested in her when I was, like, in high school because, um, at that time it was, like, very social justice. Like, I was, like, very, very, very social justice. And there was, like, no celebrities who supported gay men, like, in a real genuine way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And... Then I found Madonna, who put fucking pamphlets in Like a Prayer, advocating for safe gay sex. Hello? I was like, oh. Hello? I was like, oh my god, this queen. I was like 17 years old. I was like, this fucking queen. Pamphlets, by the way, that smell like patchouli. Exactly. <laughs> and so at that point, I was like, okay, I'm going to stand Madonna no matter how shit her music is. And then I listened <laughs> to her music, and it was all good. I was shook. 
Madonna has, like, in every single album, she has, like, a different perspective. She has, like, a different point of view. She has, like, something to say about the broader culture. And I was riveted. Every single album I was riveted, with the exception of two, which we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I, I was just fucking fascinated by her. Especially with the sex book and with erotica. Everything that she did, I thought, was You like, mean the pedophile pushing- book? Like I said, we're going to get into it later. <laughs> the pedophile book. Fucking- you know what? Everyone can s- clip this audio segment out of the cast. <laughs> I stand the pedophile book. I stand the pedophile queen book. Queen of pedophile books. Invented The queen books. of pedophilia literature. We stand. Oh, come on. Give me hairless Puerto Rican boys any day. Oh, my God. <laughs> No, by the way, hairless Puerto Rican boys with crabs for some reason. Her, yeah, with crabs. Her imagination she, is just on another level. I, I just, it, the idea to me that anyone would imagine that like Madonna truly fucked like a hairless Puerto Rican man with crabs. <laughs> like the fact that they think that that really happened is just so fucking um, slur to me. It's Gentle so reminder, Madonna's a pedophile. Yeah, she's canceled. Canceled. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I guess like I was just so impressed with all of her like radicalism for gay people and for sexual expression like generally that I was like, okay, I fucking love this bitch, and I got like really into her music more slowly, um, and I fell in love with like True Blue especially. Yes. Erotica. Yeah, True Blue is exceptional. Thank and you. So I just, I just. Okay, we have a lot of friends who hate True Blue, and I have to say that True Blue is an exceptional pop album. It's her thriller. It's that album. It is. Not one flop. People can say that there are flops in that album, and I will shoot them because that album is so fucking good. I mean, what is it? Like, I mean, there three are some number flops. ones? Like, well, what well, I mean, Jimmy Jimmy, or like, what what makes what what's it called? What makes love go around, or whatever the fuck. What makes what makes the world? Uh, yeah, that song. <laughs> I mean, they're but they're still fun. Yeah, like I would still love to dance a Jimmy Jimmy in the club if I was like a twink in the eighties with a crop top. Yeah, I just took a shit in the bathroom, did some cocaine with a stranger, probably got AIDS. Come on, oh wait, wait I can't say that. Yeah, but, like, no, you can because it's the 80s and you're in a crop top and getting AIDS and Jimmy Jimmy is on the radio. <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy. Period. It's beautiful. I love it. Where's RuPaul? RuPaul, listen to us dance to Jimmy J- I had to take a shot. This is getting out of control. <laughs> this, oh, my God. This, I episode, even- <laughs> this episode is going in the vault. <laughs> no, this episode is going to write up and everyone's going to really realize how disgusting of human beings we are. Well, if they didn't already know. <laughs> I think that I've, like, sometimes, like, kept a pretty good, like, myth about, like, my, um, my persona on Twitter, but it's, like, slowly cracking. <laughs> I've, I've fully cracked, I think. My, th- th- this year has cracked me, like. Yeah, coronavirus 2020 is, like, really cracking me. Like, I cannot deal with any of these, like, stupid cancellations anymore. Like, it's really driving me nuts. It's, ugh. There's been so much Doja Cat's controversy. Like, what the fuck was that? And then Lana. Oh my, Doja Cat was canceled for being on chat rooms. I'm like, okay, so Doja Cat was like canceled for being a fucking millennial. Like, 
Well, what is wrong I, with all these people? I like, will, just leave her alone. I will not speak on the issues because it's not my place to speak on why she's canceled. I'm just saying it's funny that like so many people got canceled. Like Madonna got canceled like 450 times. Lana, okay, but like how? Like Doja. Yeah, I was gonna say Madonna has been canceled so many times. Oh, this year, Lana's this been canceled. Our year, Doja's <laughs> been canceled. Who else? Like this year. Uh, well, Katie got um, canceled for Ellen. Yeah, Katie got canceled again. Ellen got canceled. Oh, Ellen got canceled. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you know what? Cancel culture is like not that real, but like for Ellen, it's real. For Ellen, it like she's scrambling. I mean, can you can you fucking believe we live in a world where Wendy Williams is getting yes queened like as a meme for all the problematic shit she said, and Ellen, um, who I'm not saying is not problematic is getting canceled like it's just so funny because like ellen is a fucking cut for real for real wendy yeah, 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 wendy yeah, yeah. probably too but like just wendy like is thriving and like yes queen and ellen is like fuck off die bitch okay well the, well the fact of the matter is that wendy does not pretend to be nice you know like she I, that's her personality thing. is that's, like being yeah, a bitch yeah you're right but ellen ellen little miss fucking blonde lesbian Ellen wants to pretend that she is the queen of niceness and kindness. And so when that brand explodes in her face, it's much <laughs> worse than if it would explode in Wendy Williams' face. Actually, Ellen, that's not true. <laughs> is that the Dakota Johnson line? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the burp. Okay, well, on that beautiful note, let's take a break, shall we? Let's take a break. Yes. smoke. We're back. Are we back, David? We're back. Back. Yeah, we're back. Um. So during the break, we were discussing about how we were not truly discussing Madonna <laughs> during du- during the first half of the show. But um, I think the conversation was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have one topic I truly want to bring up, and That's that good. topic is. Every single thing that Madonna has been canceled for, as far as I can remember. Oh, wow. Okay. And Madonna has been canceled so many times that I think it is truly our job to protect her and save her. And it's our work, and we're going to do it right now. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay. So the first thing I have on my list is um, the Vogue appropriation, when she was appropriating house culture. Okay. So, for context, um, in the 90s, Madonna released a hit number one single by the name of Vogue, which is not even on any of her studio records. It was on a soundtrack album. It was Vogue. Um, And people are retrospectively getting mad at her for co-opting the Vogue movement. So, David, I'm curious. What do you think about this? Okay. So, my point of view... And we're coming at this as fucking white gays. Okay. So, w- she was, was she the right conduit 
for the art form? Probably not. But did she probably not? I mean, but <laughs> but as as her her dancers and the the people from the ballroom scene that taught her have publicly said, who else could have brought it forward? But then that's another conversation. What I'm saying is, was she the right conduit? Probably not. Did she steal and appropriate? No, she did not. She never. She never stole because. She always featured the queer performers of color as the stars of her video. Like, if you look at the video for Vogue, like, there's a lot of Madonna, but it's mostly the gay people of color who are performing with her. You know what I mean? That she then brought on tour worldwide. Yes. Yes, and then gave them a fucking career. Like, Madonna cares about gay people. She cares about them. This idea that, like, she... she I, I think co- co-opted is a better word because stolen appropriated, I don't feel is right. Co-opted, I agree. maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because, <laughs> I mean, she's a, she was a 30-year-old white woman who was probably a millionaire already at the time. Right. But, but also the song, like, <clears throat> the song isn't even about voguing. No. The, the song is just called Vogue and... She also in the video doesn't really vogue. It's not the at all. That vogue. In that video, Madonna never vogues. The only time that she's ever like really like done vogue dancing has been like at like concerts and performances and like the VMAs like after the song was released. Like when the song came out and when the video came out, it was not related to voguing at all. And it was choreographed by. Is Vogers? You see, I'm a white gay. Is it Vogers? Is people that Vogue? I don't know. Okay, you're Italian. You have a language barrier. Just, like, say any words you want. Oh, you, and if anyone cancels you, <laughs> a, then they're a, racist. It's a Vogue. It's a Vogue. Then make a Vogue. Make a Vogue. Pastini. You make a Vogue. Mario. Oh, I make a Vogue. You make a Vogue. We all make a Vogue. Yeah. Mariana Dietrich, Vogue. <laughs> But no, you're right, because though there are people voguing in that video, and she promotes, like, the art of voguing, like, in that video, and in that moment, like, she was not truly doing it. I don't know, I just, I I get why people can be mad, like, I understand, I totally understand it, but the conversation always framed as, like, she came in and just fucking snatched this thing and ran the fuck away. That's not what she did. No, because... She saw it, and she co-opted. Yes. But she took, like the dancers themselves say, like the OGs, like the fucking OGs say, she brought them into her world, and she showcased them to the world. It's not that she took voguing, and then just randomly started voguing, or made a song about voguing, without involving anybody, and just completely burying under the rug where voguing comes from, or what voguing is. She yes. She didn't. She didn't do that. She didn't hide it. She didn't say I invented stuff. Like, okay, I can understand the argument. Like, Madonna did not invent voguing. Let's remember where it came yes, from. Yes, that, that is correct. Course. Absolutely. But she, yeah, but she 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 didn't. She didn't hide the fact of where it came from. Did she co-opt? Absolutely. But she she showcased and she propped up the people from the scene. The people could and then like could she have done more or whatever but it was also a different time and like what she did was pretty monumental but then also i'm a white gay living 
30 years removed okay, from Okay, no excuses. When I'm happened. so popular. I'm so popular. You're not allowed to excuse with your identity because everything you said is completely right. Because the fact of the matter is, is that, yes, Madonna did interact with an art form that is outside of herself. She did do that. But she featured the people who made it. She did not make it seem like it was something that she created. She completely credited the people Un- that she underline did. Let's underline that. Let's underline that. Let's, let's underline that. Madonna gave precedence to the people who made Voguing. She celebrated it. And here's the other fact of the matter is that since Madonna started her career, she has always worked with the gays. She has been with nothing but the gays. She loves the gays. Madonna lives exists and breathes for the gays and so she gave them a platform with this record and with this single and here we are and now people are trying to like post modernly like correct her on it when all she did was like really like truly showcase the people who did it i i feel like also we're so far removed because it it is how it has been 30 years stream the bogey p on spotify it's just been released by the way the remixes are fire yep, let's go um so people are kind of removed from the context and pose touched on it a little bit and i liked how pose um presented it as both a negative and a positive because mm-hmm. it's both both of it is is true like but people i feel like are so far removed from the context we're talking about a time when what madonna was doing she was getting press that would speculate that she had AIDS, like front page news, Madonna has AIDS just because she was doing charity work or she was working with just gay people in general or AIDS charities and like front page news of rag magazines or stuff. Was it like, is Katy Perry pregnant? Or, oh my God, Madonna divorced? No, front page news, Madonna has AIDS? Yeah. Like, this was the time that we were living in. And she didn't, she could give less of a flying fuck. And she did that. So, looking back, it's easy. The narrative was totally different. The narrative was totally different. Exactly. It's easy to now point the finger and be like, she co-opted completely from a capitalistic point of view, like, let me snatch this thing away from you and yeah. take it for me. Like, no. No, no. I mean, th- Madonna never capitalized on gay people. Like, she's a capitalist artist for sure, and she makes her money off her music. But the who reason isn't, that she. Though? Who isn't? Like, Beyonce is obviously. But, like, the reason that Madonna did that was because she loves gay people and they are such an important part of her life and career that she wanted to showcase their art. And so when she incorporated them into her music and into her emotional spectrum that she was trying to portray with her art, it was radical at the time and people oppressed her for it and were angry with her. And then maybe, I mean, maybe th- 10 th- years th- later, they, they got radical, with it, but now they're mad now, you know? When you say radical, let's really put that into perspective. Yeah, let's talk the about year it. year is 90, 1990, 30 years ago. 30 years ago, this woman put on MTV in the face of fucking everybody, a bunch of faggots voguing with a song called Vogue. Like, that is gay as fuck. Who who the fuck else was doing shit like this? Yeah, she shoved them down the throats because people now 
are more accustomed to like gay customs and gay culture. But in the very, 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 very the early nineties, just very you can't even call it the early nineties. You have to call it the late eighties. You know, people late eighties basically. People's perception of of gay men was AIDS and promiscuity, and then Madonna came out. And she put this beautiful piece of art out where gay men are showing a sense of culture and a sense of self and a sense of artistic expression that was not in the mainstream at all. And Madonna did that, maybe for capitalistic purposes, you can you can argue that, but she still did it nonetheless. And it's beautiful and she, you can't cancel her for that. That's my ultimate opinion of the fact. That's, I mean, I feel like that's a recurring theme with Madonna that also um, echoes back all the way to Madame X mm-hmm. with the Batucaderas. She does tend to do this, but she never comes from a place of appropriation because she's too stupid for that, I think. I, I <laughs> like, agree. She's, she, I don't think Madonna is quite smart enough to realize that she's like adopting exactly. a culture for her benefit. Exactly. She, just want, but, she, but she really not, just wants to show this shit off. She's like, oh my God, look what I discovered. It's amazing. But she always comes from a good place. And then, of course, there can be conversations about it. But, I mean, like, again, with the Batucaderas and Madame X, was she the right conduit? Probably the fuck not. Would I have known about Batucaderas was not for Madame X? Absolutely not. No. It's a whole genre I got into. Like, I discovered a whole new genre through Madonna. It's too diff. It's this like I don't know. She's like this constantly conflicting. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing: is that um, I think that Madonna is very open to different styles of music and everything, and you know, I'm just like curious, like who would have let me onto that kind of style of music if not for her? Like who who would have? I mean, somebody me to probably. It? Like who? I mean, having listened to the gift. Beyonce introduced me to some fantastic um, African musicians and it was right of Beyonce to do it had Madonna done it. Right. I don't know. But then also Madonna has done it and she did introduce me to a fantastic new genre and some fantastic new musicians. Was she, again, was she the right conduit? Probably not. But I feel like people come from a place that they're not, they don't, if you you stand her and you know her, you, you get what she's trying to do. Right. It's often messy and problematic, but she's not coming from a place of, again, like with the voguing that people frame it as, it's not, it's not coming from a place of, let me snatch this shit up. Like the, the image and the narrative that people have is like of a literal culture vulture, like coming and snatching shit up. She's too naive for that. She comes from a different time. She's an old white woman, a Karen, yes. so to speak. And she do, she never does it maliciously and she never does it she does it but it's not malicious so it's problematic but it's also not i don't know i just whenever i see these articles like i said i just get this image that people have of this old woman with her claws coming to snatch up the new fresh thing and it's like maybe but she doesn't do it intentionally and maliciously and i'm gonna say this i've said this so many times like People like Sharon Dolly Parton are literally 104 years old. Yep. The reason people don't hate her, it's because they never push the status quo. Yes. They just yes. exist as basically a joke. They exist as a joke. Like, oh, Cher is 104 years old. But she's never pushed the status quo 
ever. I think Dolly you can Parton even say has, the same for Dolly Kylie Parton. Minogue. Like, it's the same for a yeah. lot of white pop stars and famous people is that they exist in their genre. They never make a political statement. They don't do anything. They don't use their platform for shit at all. And because Madonna does, she's, you know, subject to much more criticism than the rest of them are. To go back, basically, the discussion before, like, why does she get hated on more than other people that have been just as shady or just, like, Cher. Cher on tour would literally, like, her farewell tour or whatever from the early 2000s or mm-hmm. something, she would go on stage and be like, who are these bitches? Christina, Brittany, Jessica Simpson. She would even mention Jessica fucking Simpson, okay? That's how old ago, how long ago that was. Who are these fucking bitches? I'm the queen. Yes, queen, yes. And then Madonna does it the other day, and people are like, you fucking old ass bitch. Why? Because a cunt like Cher with her plastic ass Chucky face has never <laughs> pushed the status quo, has never pushed the status quo She's anywhere. Never, 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 never. Cher, her whole, I don't even hate Cher, but her whole career has been nothing but easiness. It's been nothing but like convenient like, career okay, moves. People, people, people compare her to Madonna, and let's get this straight right now. She share has ne- apart from autotune because of believe, share has never in her life set a trend. You look at share's Not whole one fucking time. discography. You look at her whole discography, and it's literally a greatest hits of what's good at the time. Oh, let me make the rock album. Let me make the like her whole discography yep. is MDNAs. Yep. Her whole discography is that. Yeah. Let me make the disco album because disco's hot. Let me make the rock album because rock is hot. Let me make the dance album because Madonna dropped Ray of Light. <coughs> Let me make, like, that's her whole career. That's her whole career. Because Madonna, when she... Madonna, she's she's pushed. Madonna would drop an album, and that was what music would sound yeah, like. Yeah, it changes the direction the of pop years. music. It totally changes the direction of pop music. Because, I mean, you look at Confessions of a Dance Floor, that album is, like, almost 20 years old. And now, right now, in the year 2020, people are trying to replicate it. Like, look at everybody. Look at Dua Lipa. Look at Miley Cyrus. Well, okay, wait bitches. a minute, they wait all, a minute. They all want to be confessions on a dance floor. They all want to have that. I live, they... I live. Go ahead. I live for this argument, but I do have to fall back a little. Just because of the fact it is inspired by disco music and that shit comes back. At least once a decade, anyway. Yeah, it does. So I wouldn't totally, I wouldn't totally attribute to Madonna, even though Dua Lipa has specifically mentioned Madonna as an inspiration. Right. The whole disco thing, you know, I wouldn't totally attribute to Madonna, but I get what you're saying. Like, it is considered that, like, whenever somebody's like, "Oh, good, doing a dance album," all the facts in the comments, her confession coming, her confession coming. Yeah, that that's mostly what I mean because I I don't think that when all of these artists are you know representing disco. They're referencing Madonna, but I do think a majority of them are representing Confessions on a Dance Floor, and they're representing what Madonna did. And I think that they, you mean the first three tracks, because I don't know the rest of the album. <laughs> well, the the back end of that album is like really deep disco, because the that's yeah, like like people get hung up on Confessions. I think they really mean the first three tracks, because when it gets into like Isaac and Push and all that shit, I'm like, do gays actually like this? I don't know. But I want to touch on your point because I think that um, the back half of Confessions on a Dance Floor is like very complicated and very deep into disco, 
And it's very honestly disco in a way that most pop records are not today. Do you know what I mean? Because it really gets, like, into the sound of it and an aesthetic and... and is this, is this, uh, you want me to get into the Chromatica discourse? Okay, well, I love Chromatica, personally, but by all okay, means. Okay, but I, I think it's a great, fun record. Yes. But if we're building on what you said about Confessions, and also Dua Lipa's record, which she did, mm-hmm. which is take, take that sound, take the inspiration, and make it fresh, make it new. Chromatic is a cover album of genre. Yes, there is it totally no freshness is. to it. It's oh, let me do the drum and bass song. Let me do the Euro dance. That song. album has no new perspective. Song. It has no new perspective at all. That I, the reason I'm not into that album is because it says nothing new. Even from like the point that we're in culture representing something from the past, it says nothing new. It's just a representation for what we've already seen. I'm gonna then uh, this is what I'm gonna get canceled for. When Gaga went on the radio the other day and said, Oh, free woman is about all I could think about was trans people. A lie. Fuck out of here. You were you were not. You were fucking not. Do you know what? Lady Gaga has like literally thunk about trans people zero times in her whole life. She totally she totally added that shit after the fact to like grab onto it. Cause like where the fuck is that even coming from? Come on, let's be honest. So we're going to take a quick little break. So we're back, um, and by we're back, I actually mean that I'm recording this an entire day after this episode was recorded, because I was listening back, and I realized that um, in my drunken stupor, I literally knocked my microphone like away from my face, so not only am I slurring like a pig through the whole rest of the episode, uh, the audio is also fucked so i hope everyone truly enjoys this mess that i'm putting on full display for you let's get back into it um before the podcast is over i want to ask you what is your favorite madonna album oh wow to me it's a three-way tie okay so give me your three-way tie Ray of light, uh-huh. but I come I come from this not from the oh it's the critically acclaimed piece of art that it is even though it is because as we said at the beginning of the podcast Frozen and my parents singing it in the car is my first memory so I just have a very special relation to that album personally of course so I, I come at it from that point of view then later in life discovering and realizing how great it is, it, it's a different story. But to me, it's my favorite because of it was my first um, experience with Madonna. Yeah, it was basically. your first exposure to Madonna. Yeah. Okay. Then. So what's next? 
it's a top three, but it's not one, two, three. It's just top three in general. Sure. American Life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I fucking love that album. Madonna and Merways, or whatever his name is, together to me is just gold. He pushes her. She pushes herself. It's a great fucking album that people still misunderstand. It's ironic. It's sarcastic. It's introspective. It's even more honest than Ray of Light. It's just great. Well, everything you it's just said, I completely record. agree with. Because I think it is a really, really sarcastic album and very ironic and very satirical. And I think that it is still really challenging for people to hear the album and view it that way. Especially coming off of Ray of Light music, American Life, it makes sense how she would start the record pretty bombastic, American Life, Hollywood, and then really the second half show what she actually wanted to do with the album, but she couldn't fully do because she knew what people would expect of her. So I think that's another layer, which I think is so genius. If you listen to the record as a record, like from track one to track um, 10 or something, I think the album is how she kind of leads you in like, oh, you've just come off music. So you want this, but still pushes the theme onto you very sarcastically. And people to this day still don't get how fucking ironic and tongue in cheek American life is. Yeah, well, like, it just shocks me that people hear the rap on the American life title track and do not understand that it's ironic. Like, like, are you dumb? Like, are you dumb? Like, it's so clearly like a joke. It's, I mean, I get a double shot, I get a whatever. I get like, a double shot It goes there through my vodka. Like, it's a joke. It, the whole song is sarcastic. And also, like, people to this day get confused on the theme of the album just based on the visuals of that lead single because the lead single was pretty anti-war and pretty bombastic. And I think it's still one of her best fucking videos because, like... Hello, who who else was gonna do that shit? Is that the the but video the that she is... recorded that before she had, like, had to change it because it was too controversial? Yeah, because the Dixie Chicks got canceled. Yeah, so she had to like take away the fucking bomb death video. <laughs> but I mean, who else? Who the fuck else was gonna do that? It's fantastic, and especially the fact that like how tongue in cheek everything was, and then just people were like, mm, no. Okay, so tell me what your your next favorite Madonna album is. Hard Candy. Uh, great choice. It's out of her whole discography. She only has two all out, pure dance, put it on and let's have fun records. And those are her debut and Hard Candy. People can have a boner for Confessions on the Dance Floor and Disco, oh, Disco, oh, hung up, sorry. Mm, all they want but confessions as a record is not that fun you get past those three songs yeah and the rest of the album is pretty challenging actually it's it's a challenging record she goes i wouldn't say ballads but she goes into challenging songs introspective songs and but hard candy the whole album you just put it on and you dance and it's debut and hard candy. Those are their sister albums. You just put those on and it's just a dance album from beginning to end. Even Miles Away, which is like the quote unquote ballad of the record is a fucking dance track. You just dance to the whole album. It just puts you in a great mood. 
Pharrell, Timbaland. Did she come on two years too late? Yes. Did it age fantastic? Yes. Yes. That album still slaps. It's been almost 15 years. No, and that, that album, album still sounds so fucking fresh. Every single song in that album sounds like it could have come out like five years ago, Max. And the magic, that's the magic of Madonna's coming from an old school perspective of making a quote unquote record is the fact that like people like to point out songs in the album like, oh, this song is meh and this song is meh. But that's not the point of the album. The point, the album didn't come out in the Spotify world. She comes from a record world. So the point of the album is from song to song to song to song. And if you play the album straight through, you never stop dancing. It's a dance album. If you go and listen to like, oh, I'm going to play Incredible now, it's going to sound a little bit whack. But that's not the point of the track. The track is supposed to be a part of the whole record and the whole experience of you just putting it on and dancing. Well, I think that that, that point leads to kind of like what is my top three, which is one of my first top three is True Blue. Because I think that album is very... Oh emotionally I could put it in mind too yeah yeah true true blue is very emotionally honest but at the same time it's a fucking amazing dance record like it has all of these like painstakingly honest truths about relationships but that's one of my firsts and then i think after that would probably be american life as well uh, King for for reasons we've already discussed because i think it's just so expressive of her personality I think it's so aggressive. The music and the production is so experimental. The Murway shit is all just like, it's just that girl. Like, it's so good. And then... So experimental. So experimental. Like, I, th- I think that people didn't really realize then or now, like, how intense the experimentation of that album truly is. I mean, that, that album, and the same... I'm sorry if I'm deviating from your discussion of your top three, but I just kind of want to get into Go this ahead. as well. Because uh, it's mere ways. And American Life is very Folktronica. And if you're familiar <clears throat> with the kind of indie scene or that type of scene at the time, you can date American Life. But if you listen to it now, 2003 is not a year that would come up in your mind. Completely. And and again, music like you with True Blue, because I would also, I argue within myself, is that a top three album for me? Music is another album that I argue, is that a top three album for me? Absolutely. Because it's a record that I, I always kind of forget about because music, the song itself, I love it. It's a lot of fun, but it's not one I revisit a lot. And don't tell me it's also a classic that I remember just hearing all the fucking time on the radio and on MTV when I was a kid, but it's also not one I revisit a lot for, for some reason, but then every fucking time. And I did that today actually. And actually there's a great article that just got published on medium about uh, Madonna Murray's uh, recording music, which is very interesting, but alas, um, every time I put on that record, I listened to the whole thing. In 2020, and if you tell me that music is 20 years old, I would not fucking yeah, believe no, you. Yeah, no, it's totally shocking. That album, it's shocking. Even with American Life and with music, like, 
she is so ahead of the game. She has such a fucking fresh idea on what music should sound like. Like, it, it's out of this world, honestly. And I, I can I can also bring this back to Madame Max. Medellin, okay. She's doing, she's trend chasing, quote unquote, the Latin track. You tell me Medellin does not sound fresh as fuck compared to like, something a JLo would drop, like De Niro or whatever the fuck, was that a JLo track? Like yeah. one of those tracks, which is just like generic reggaeton beat over like some random ass singing, like in comparison, Medellin is like, hello. Well, that brings like, me to my, you... my third favorite album, which is Madam X. And the reason that oh, I, wow. love, I, I love Madam X so much is because I think it has a really global style. I think it incorporates music from a variety of genres. I think that it is so progressive in the way that it takes a fucking gigantic span of music and incorporates it into a really cohesive style. And then it used all of those styles as a point to say, like, hey, humanity is dying. Like, we're fucked. Like, do something about it. I... I fucking love Madame X and I love what she had to say on it and what it basically stands for because as we were talking about before, songs like Batuka and Extreme Occident, like Got Control, I love that. But I do have some gripes with it in that I personally, I do see what could have been, like what we have is great what we have is great. But I don't, I like, yeah, I like, I don't mind an yeah. uncohesive album because thematically it is pretty cohesive, but sonically it does sound a little bit like two different, like, oh, she got a, the, she got inspired by Portugal and then she started working with more ways and it turned into a different yeah, thing. Yeah, so, so you can tell that she has me... like 45 different ideas going on in her head with it. And it's the same that happened with, you know, Bedtime Stories, which I think is like a top tier Madonna album. But you can tell that she was like, oh, I want to pursue like a black music image with this record. And it sounds really good, but you can also tell that But she's also like, Bjork. <laughs> yeah, and also Bjork. But, you know, that's what I'm saying is that, like, she clearly had, like, an idea of what she wanted to do, but she was, like, really stretching herself in a variety of ways. Which I think is honestly like, the general, like, aesthetic of Madonna is that because she, with her first few albums, like, really, like, defined herself as, like, the pop superstar and, like, defined herself as, like, what a pop artist could be when she developed later in her career, she wanted to put herself, like, more specifically into one genre and ended up stretching, you know, more significantly. And, and that's what that's what people, to this day, especially, I think, maybe not newer, quote-unquote, fans, but people that have just recently discovered her or maybe became aware of her because let's be honest she's not who she used yeah, to be she's, she's not quite as relevant no more so you know for a younger gay it's confessions and it's rebel heart maybe because that's when that whole pop wave came about so a lot of i see a lot of younger people talk a lot about rebel heart and it's 
I can understand why it's hard to to listen to those two records and then go back because for the longest time I mean America because like we said before confessions is when I started it, it reignited me and at the time it was 2005 it was 10 11 years old so then I would later buy American Life and that was a hard record for me it was a up until like I didn't start really appreciating appreciating it honestly until two years ago or last year maybe when you really just got it right. like because this is a gr this is a grown woman talking about grown woman shit this is not a pop star talking about pop star shit even ray of light like oh yeah sonically ray of light is very appealing so so it's easier to get into but when well, you the really thing about get ray into of the lyrics, light is that she's you know talking about a thing that anyone can relate to but with american life she is going very deep into a feeling that is extremely rare for other people and she's really interrogating it and attacking it and it's uncomfortable for everybody involved whereas like Ray of Light is like a pretty easy album for anyone to engage with. Exactly. Uh, spirituality, the the otherness, the I'm, I'm not greater than other. American Life is all about uh, Ray of Light is all about that and American Life What's why I love it so much? It's the complete antithesis of that. It's the complete. What the fuck was I talking about? The world is at war. I'm. I just had a boy, and I have to make him live through this fucking shit. And I'm a capitalist pig. And look where I've come from. And this is my legacy. And what is my legacy? Look at my soy and latte. Is this the world? But but. Exactly. And like I said before, the, the, the genius about American life is the track list. The first half just grips you in with those electrobots. Like, ooh, mm, I'm drinking a selecte. I got a double check. Like, she, drug, she drags you in. Hollywood, which, by the way, to me, Hollywood, one of the top five best Madonna singles. It's fantastic. Absolutely. I so beautiful love and so shocking. The, the video, I don't know, it's not one of my favorites, but this, like, if you, if you just listen to the song and you remove the video from your head, it's an amazing fucking song. It's like Get Together, it's just chef's kiss. And then the album slowly devolves into just this deep dive into her, her fears and her personality. No, just, it gets totally more chaotic as the album goes on. It's so chaotic, and like, Ray of Light is so hopeful, and Kabbalah, and I just had my daughter, and hope, hope. Well, hope. meanwhile, American, American life, life is like much more representative of like the times that we have ended up in. Like, it is afraid. Yes, but then, and it's people like fucking Todd, mm -hmm. Todd in the Shadows that did a whole retrospective on on American Life, just pegged it as this like anti-Bush album, which is like pegging. It's like pegging Madame X as an anti-Trump album. And that's not it at all. It's uh, oh my god, it's no a dissection. A anyone of mind who tries to say that Madame X is simply a, an anti-Trump album is fucking dumb. Like clearly, the album has criticisms that range from like now until like the goddamn Bush era. Like I, I just. It's so frustrating because Madonna has a really complicated discography, but people are only truly willing to engage with it on a very superficial level.
There's there's something else we didn't touch. Yeah. Eurovision. Oh, I really actually was thinking about bringing this up. I I will start this. So Madonna performed at Eurovision. She performed, um, uh, what was the song? Future. She, yeah, Future, and Like a Prayer, and she performed a part of Dark Ballet. And everyone was really mad at her because they thought that she was endorsing Israel when the whole point of that performance is that... Is the opposite. It's the exact opposite. She went to Israel and she performed this song about confronting your personal beliefs and your ideas and a nationality. She performed a song... Yes! She performed an entire song about yes. being comfortable with what you are already in and then confronting it and turning it back on itself. And... No one Hello, understood. The Palestine flag while the dancers were fucking gas masks. Like, she literally hello? said that people are gonna fucking hello? die from this conflict. Like, hello. She we hello. We are not aware. No, we are aware of your crimes. We're just not ready to act yet. Hello. Like, Madonna she is literally... not stupid. Like, I mean, she's like pretty blinded by her money sometimes but like she com she definitely understands like that there's a conflict between Israel and Palestine and what she did is she went to the dominating superior force in that current cultural dialogue and she said look at yourselves look at yourselves what does this mean what does your violence mean and like what other pop star is gonna fucking do that like I'm gonna tell you it's not gonna be fucking Cher because you know what they wanted. They wanted Kylie Minogue to sing Can't Get You Out of My Head with glitter and camp and being, people being like, oh my God, yes. Like you put them in front of the reality. Because the whole point of Eurovision is to bring Europe together. Right. And Madonna went there and said, fuck y'all. And these bitches were like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, and she made them mad. She made them real fucking mad. And I, I, I... They got sued by the Israeli guy. Can we just put into perspective? She got them so mad, the Israeli government sued her ass. She didn't just, like, do something that was like, oh, what the fuck did she do? The Israeli government sued her. Yep. Are you taking a shot? Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard the bottle go clank, clank. I just took it. Ugh. Um... And on that point, <laughs> this is my final point about Madonna, is that Madonna truly cares about the human condition in a way that no other pop star does. Like, Madonna thinks about the proletariat, and she advocates for them, and she uses her music as an avenue for them, while also expressing her own personal political beliefs and her own sexual beliefs. And I think that it is so rare and so fucking fascinating for a pop star to do that, like, no matter what she does, and no matter what, like, coronavirus, like, fake drug she endorses, I will always stand Madonna. And let me repeat that again. Madonna, she will always challenge the status quo, even when she is the status quo. Yeah, and that's a valuable she thing. Might... It's valuable. But that's the thing, she, first of all, all the, open your purse. That bitch opens her fucking purse. She has been opening her fucking purse for decades, Yep. okay? Yep. So she's not one for empty promises or empty platitudes or empty bullshit. 
If she believes in something, she's gonna fund something. And she, this bitch built a fucking children's hospital in Malawi, okay? This bitch owns a hospital. A hospital! Yeah, and you know what? You can go and say that she's a white savior and that she's doing it for publicity points, but the fact of the matter is that Madonna has been so significantly canceled by every facet of media. Like, no matter what she does, she's never going to have a good public image. So it's very clear to me that she's just doing... She got canceled by the Pope. The Pope! Who gets canceled by the Pope? Like, when you get canceled by the Pope, you're going to do what you want to do. And so, my heart, like, my heart tells me that Madonna is simply doing, like, what she wants to do. And I love her because when I see what she wants to do, and I see that she wants to help people with HIV AIDS prevention, and she wants to help people in Malawi, and she wants to help Black Lives Matter, it, like, genuinely warms my heart. Like, I love her for the effort she puts in. We, ha- we have to talk about something else if we're going to cover social media posts. Well, let's go. We we didn't cover oh. the most iconic oh. thing that Tadonna did. Hydra- oh, 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 I know what this is. Go off. We made, well, Homadonna at Homadonna. We made... He made no, no, Homodonna, specifically the user, user Homodonna made yeah. this chat. It's specifically yeah. the user Homodonna in our group chat, Tidana, which you're now welcome to. Um, <laughs> made a video, edited a video with the song I Rise on It, sung from Italian balconies during the pandemic. And he got Madonna to, to share it. Madonna actually shared it, thinking it was fucking real. Which, by the way, still has not been taken down. It's still there. Yep. Both on her Twitter and her Instagram. And hello. <laughs> and do you know what I think about that? I think that um, it is so tragic that celebrities can be so easily duped. But at the same time, I'm also like, oh my god. Madonna really cares and was like so inspired that like people like... Yeah, I'm in the, in the head. That's That was my first thought as well. Oh my god. Like, she cares. It wasn't about, like, the song. But then maybe it really was. I don't know. But, like, let's be honest, because look at any of these celeb industry right now, and look at their brands. Like, look at fucking Dua Lipa. Look at Selena Gomez. No, okay. Look no, at no, Demi- no, hold stop, up. Stop. Hold up. Look at all Wait. of them. Look at Demi Lovato. Look at all of them. And you can see that their brand images are so fucking calculated. Am I wrong? Well, I'm going to rebuttal just with this argument. Since May, Madonna has been using her platform, except for the one post about the Dua Lipa remix in which she leaked the artwork. Yeah. She has been using her platform for nothing but Black Lives Matter and Black trans lives and fuck the police. That's right. That has literally been her post, no, I completely- her whole social media. You look at Cher, you look at Kylie Minogue, yeah. you look okay. at Lady Literally, Gaga, these bitches have been Lady quiet, a new album quiet, silent. Like trans lives. And you look at her story, she keeps posting telephone numbers and saying, vote, 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 call, call. And, and it's not that her, also her pocket this whole time, like article after article that she's been hundred million dollars. This bitch has been doing the work. She's been fighting it. like. 
she has problematic posts because she's problematic. Hello, it's Madonna. Of course she but is. What if the other she, bitch she's been, a fucking six-year-old white woman. Doing? Of course she's problematic. Like the other girl and then like one black square like fuck one that australian bitch square. like that australian bitch does not truly care i mean as far as i maybe she does maybe kylie minogue does but madonna does care and you can see it from her clumsy social media operations like i i really am but that's what i i love a clumsy woman because it's real it's, it's real. real it's real and how the fuck are you real when you are the most famous woman on the planet? Like, I'm not saying that Madonna is currently the most famous woman on the planet, but she has been. And no, but you know what? No, you know what, Zach? I think she is. I think she is. I every, think Madonna is. I think she truly is. I really think every, so. Every time she every time she gets mentioned, it especially in Twitter, like like with the Diablo Cody thing, it was like, oh, Madonna, we're going to Diablo Cody. And then the 50 comments underneath were who... No, but like, and let's, let's be, be real. Who the fuck? Like, there, I honestly, anyone under the, mm, over the age of 18 who says they don't know who Madonna is is lying through their dirty fucking cavity rotted teeth. Like, period. Fuck off. Like, I know you know who Madonna is because she is what defined pop music. Madonna made pop music. She made pop icons. She made yes. pop girls. She made pop music, period. And if you want to pretend that she didn't, like, go, you go for that, but you're fucking wrong. You're wrong. But she lied and she co-opted and she's a culture You know what? Vulture. You want to say that Madonna co-opted and she appropriated and she's... Fuck off! Because... All of these girls that you stand now, none of them could have had a career unless Madonna did it first. And that's that. That's that. That's that. Like, who else is going to have the career that Madonna did? Like, nobody else is capable. Nobody else was capable. You think fucking... Do you think Donna Summers is capable of that? You mean Georgia Mortar. <laughs> Literally, her whole career is her, like, moaning on top of a mortar beat. Like, she did shit. You know what she did? She wrote homophobic letters. Oh! She wrote homophobic letters. <laughs> Meanwhile, Madonna was sacrificing her career for the gays. Meanwhile, these fucking faggots want to praise Donna. They want to praise Donna. They want to praise her and think that she was doing anything but writing homophobic... Oh, I'm I'm going off. I hate that. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Listen up. I'm canceled and I'm right. Cancel me because I'm right. I'm right. Oh. Uh, you should save this as the last episode of your podcast because <laughs> there's nothing else going on after yeah, this I one. I cannot survive after this. Um, and on that beautiful note, I want to thank everybody. Wait, for, wait, um, wait. Can I say something yeah, go on ahead. this beautiful note? <laughs> go, by, go, go ahead. If you start, if people start uh, Azealia Banks tweet with, quote unquote, I know she's problematic, but I feel sorry for her. You need to Go die. fuck yourself. Every, Go fuck like, yourself. Listen up, everybody. If you say to me that Azalea Banks should kill herself, or if you express any sympathy for her suicidal ideations, then you... Go fuck you yourself. Have to, you are fucking evil. 
You are fucking evil and I hate you and unfollow me, block me right now because I never want to talk to you again. Period. I am problematic. I am canceled, but I am popular. You know what? Fuck you. I am popular. We are popular. That is all for tonight. We are going off in the most high octane Good night. So far. Ja. Mother Do I have to change my name? Will it get me far? Should I lose some weight? Am I gonna be a star? I tried to be a boy, I tried to be a girl